This is episode 81 of the Christian Travelers Network. Today we'll be talking about crossing the cultural divide with Sarah King. Welcome to the Christian Travelers Network, where travel stories, community, and scripture combine. Hey, Christian Travelers, I am so glad that you are here. I got to connect with Sarah King over Instagram, and now I'm excited to get to hear her stories and how uh, she's connected with strangers on her travels and how they have impacted her. But before we dive into that, I want to once again point you to our website, www.christiantravelers.net. There you'll find links to Pinterest, Instagram, YouTube, and of course our podcast and Facebook as well. And in the next week, we will start booking trips. So the next trip that you are planning, please consider booking through us. But without further ado, Sarah King is known as a program coordinator within the field of public health on the weekdays and known as the faithful adventurer on the weekends and holidays. When her family and friends asked her about her travels to 20 different countries and 30 different states in the past six years, she began the Faithful Adventurer as a travel journal. This journal captures Sarah's love in discovering the Lord's beautiful creation through the places and people she is blessed to visit. Hi, Sarah. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. I am so glad to have you here. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in travel. Of course, yes. Like you said, my traditional line of work is actually in the field of public health, but I have always been a person of many interests, and um, that includes studying um, both history and health sciences in college. It was very hard for me to decide on just one major, Um, and history is something that I've always loved to learn and to study as I feel like we can learn so much from our past and understanding where we are today in this world and be able to apply some of those lessons as we move forward into the future. And um, I realized at a very young age, when we were going on family trips, my mother and father always took full advantage of all our fall breaks and spring breaks um, and taking my sister and I through different places in the Southeast of the United States, um, that I was able to learn so much more about that place and the history within it when I was actually physically there and able to truly experience not only the setting, but the people who lived within that area and kind of the social norms and cultural um, acceptances within that specific region. And so at a very young age, I realized that, you know, you were able to grasp a lot more about understanding and appreciating that specific location, that destination for more of what it is today based off what you can learn from it in the past. And so um, I really enjoyed traveling as a child, but my true appreciation for it was something that um, did not come about until I actually studied abroad in college for a a semester. And so prior to that, I had never been on a plane until the summer before I started college. Um, And I had never been out of the country until I was about 19 years old. Um, And so I had only seen a very small portion of the world. And I was fortunate enough to go and live in Edinburgh, Scotland for four months, my junior year of college. And those four months were some of the best four months that I have been 
I'm blessed with in my life so far, but they've also been or worse in the most challenging months of my life in the sense that at the time I was um, juggling both uh, studying school and um, going to school when I was abroad, working. I had an internship, um, a public health internship when I was in Scotland that I absolutely loved, but trying to um, juggle that while also living in a completely different country with different social norms um, and different um, types of ways to go about general tasks in life, like going to the grocery store or um, simply walking down the street and you're passing a castle that's older than your own home country. Those moments just astounded me and I was truly in awe of it. And so within those four months, I saw the Lord truly work within me and also work within the circumstances that I was facing at the time in ways that I had never been able to experience living in the United States. Um, I was able to work. My supervisor with my internship was of the Buddhist faith. And oftentimes um, on Thursday afternoons for lunch, he would go um, to the, the Buddhist temple there in Edinburgh and come back. And we would sit down and have long conversations about each other's faith and what was different about them. And that was really the first time that I really was able to just sit down and have like a gospel conversation with someone that I um, was not as familiar with or had not known for very long. And I truly enjoyed those conversations and getting to know him more and seeing how um, the Lord could work with me and, and enlightening him about the Christian faith. And so I came back to the United States after that um, and and really having this desire to see more of this world and seeing God's work within this world outside of what I face in the day-to-day um, here living in the U.S. And I was also astounded that when I was abroad, I could simply go to a completely different country and experience a new culture and new group of people. Um just within a short amount of time and be able to have some of those similar um, Christ-like experiences there and and the simplicity of it all and being able to just grow as a person and understanding um, what the Lord has um, has for this world and his love within it. And so I am truly have had this desire in my heart, uh, placed in my heart the last five to six years after returning from that study abroad experience to go where the Lord calls me and be able to travel to these different places to see him and his good work and his creation within it. Um, and then be able to share that with others. Um, and I've loved every minute of that. And that's become just my general lifestyle too. It's not this occasional trip that I take maybe once a year, but I try to go um, to a new place and experience a new setting um, and meet new people um, pretty much on a month-to-month basis, and he has always been faithful in providing me the opportunities to do so, and I'm incredibly fortunate to have that. To look at those as opportunities to learn about cultures and learn about things other than what you grew up knowing is also a really beautiful voice to God's creation and the diversity that he has made. Yes, it is, very much so. You've been to 20 different countries, 30 different states. As you have interacted with people, what has been some of those unique characteristics that have been vastly different between people groups? Yes, of course. Um, Some of the most apparent ones have, of course, been um, 
kind of the style in which people dress, the language in which they speak, and um, general cultural acceptances like greetings of hello or goodbye, um, essentially interest, different interests that they have within the nation. Like, for example, in Spain, the idea of a general siesta, an afternoon break um, is something that is not familiar to me within the United States. You see in Spain around one o'clock to two o'clock in the afternoon, a lot of businesses are closing, schools are um, being released for this general just time of um, self-reflection and being able to rest in the middle of what we would consider as Americans some of the most productive hours of the day. And that in itself um, were just qualities that were different than what I was used to compared to my own country, but I appreciated and I actually feel um, could certainly, I could learn from and to integrate somehow into my own life from. And so those moments of uniqueness, certainly I find beautiful and enriching and moments in which I can learn more about how um, God's people are able to function within this world and how we are able to live the day differently in our day-to-day lifestyles. Um, but I also understand that within traveling, we also have to take with a new mindset, an open mindset of identifying these differences and truly taking the time to listen and observe from others about these differences. I think very often um, we see something that may be different than our own cultural norm and we might think it's odd or weird and that we think, well, we do it so much more efficiently in our own home country. And having that type of mindset can really skew your perspective of not only that place, but also your respect for those people within it. And so um, it's really important that while you're traveling, you're accepting that uniqueness. You're accepting the fact that those people live differently than you, but they are still loved by the Lord and his goodness and that he still shines within them too, even though it may be a little bit different than what you are used to. Well, we have different histories, different cultures, at the heart of it, um, we are all God's creation. Yes. So then on the flip side, what are some things that across all of these cultures have you noticed as things that we all kind of really share? One big thing that I've noticed um, across any state that I've gone to or any country that I've gone to is each individual that I meet has a story. They have um something to tell, something that they want to share. And it's always amazing to me um, how different their backgrounds are and forming and shaping to the person they are today. And I feel like the Lord certainly puts those people in your life while you're traveling as a way to just experience more of him and his um, ability to shine within this world and his work within this world. And so um, I always try to at least be able to take the time, um, even though I know during traveling, we're always on the go trying to go from one place to the other, or one activity to the other, but really taking the time to actually get to know other individuals who live there or even other foreigners who are visiting that place um, and hearing what they have to say, what they're willing to share. I've also found that amongst all of those here um, as a global community, that we all have a shared desire of love, to be loved and to love others. Um, Now, for some, that's stronger 
than it is for others, that desire is. But that is a form of just unity that we are all built upon. And that's the love of God um, and then the love that he has for us all. And so I think one important thing that we can account for when we are Christian travelers and we are moving throughout this world and experience God's glory within it is the fact that, you know, Jesus, when he died on the cross, he created that unity for us all. You know, we are all one within the blood of Christ. And so it's not for us to create that unity, but it's for us to help maintain that unity amongst all of us in our global community. Um, And often from a worldly perspective, we often are searching for the divisions and the divides, the things that make us different. Um, And we as a world tried to kind of gain more strength towards that side of things rather than unity. But as we're Christians and we're traveling, I say our, one of our strongest um, and foundational points, no matter where we're going or who we're meeting or what we're doing is that Christ's love is there and it's present. And it is one thing that no matter how different we are can unify us all. Um, and I've seen that in different cultures where Christianity is not, not the primary faith of that or the primary religion of that country. But I have still seen the Lord working within that area and within those people, those people's um, mindsets and their um, skills and their talents and, um, and stories that they share. And I find that just so beautiful. For someone who is traveling and is seeking those opportunities to bring that unity to people that they don't know, do you have tips or recommendations on how to even begin that discussion? Yes, of course. Um, One of those, and something that I also just want to make clear to many others, that when we travel, I think for many um they think traveling or taking a vacation is kind of a, like a halt on life. This is stop and escape from the stressors of daily life or the ability to just kind of disconnect from the world. Um, and so we have this natural tendency to retreat and not to really try to re-engage with other people that we don't know or things that are not familiar to us. Um, but one point that I do want to make is that, you know, in the Bible, we are we are called as servants of, of God, as servants of Christ, to move forward. And that is something that we can never stop or halt um, as part of our life. So when we are traveling, we are certainly bringing and serving God's glory. And so for those who are trying to become more familiar or trying to identify that uniqueness about it, I would suggest keeping in mind that you are, if you are a believer and a follower of Christ, that you are taking with you those characteristics of what it's like to be a Christian, um, to be kind and respectful for other individuals, um, be able to approach them with a warm hello or smile, um, try to at least get to know a little bit of their language. I would say try to at least learn, um, you know, general greetings like hello, goodbye, thank you um, in that particular language and approaching those individuals and then trying to just show them that you are there um, as a Christ follower and as a glory to the Lord and in display of knowing that it may be you who's asking the question about which direction do I need to go from here or can you help me with this circumstance, but that you are there to 
um, not treat them differently, but to show them true respect and then start that, just start a general conversation about, you know, who they are, um, how long have they been living in this particular country? Are they originally from there? Um, And hopefully as the discussion continues, it could potentially lead into a gospel conversation um, about understanding, you know, do they, are they followers of Christ or um, is there another religion they practice or are a part of and truly trying to identify what it is that they love and desire. And again, addressing kind of that, what it is that they are wanting to share and what are they wanting to tell um, to you. And so just make sure that you are approachable and that you are welcoming and warming to them and don't be too much in a hurry either. Just taking the time to actually listen to what they have to say is always important as well. I like what you said there, that it's important to listen and it's important for them to have the opportunity to tell their story um, and that it isn't us necessarily there to shove our beliefs down down their throats, but that we get to tell both sides of the story, our side where we're how we view travel or have viewed our experiences, but then we also get to hear and understand um, as, as humans, we all have needs and oftentimes we look to something else for that and to understand kind of how they came about their faith and their beliefs as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. So you have gotten the opportunity to hear many of these stories and get to connect with people. Do you have any in particular stories from uh, your interactions with others that you would like to share with us? Sure. I'll be happy to share. Um, Actually, one that's recently happened this past year, I was on a national parks trip um, late this past summer. Of course, traveling is limited right now in terms of where you can go and what you can do. And um, I was traveling with some friends to national parks, trying to be as socially distanced as possible in our current state of COVID. Um But one outdoor activity that we were looking to do on our way to Glacier National Park in Montana was to go kayaking on what's called Flathead Lake. It is this beautiful glacial lake that's in Montana, um, very close to the national park. And we were just driving through some of the surrounding towns, just trying to look for a kayaking rental um, shop that we could, you know, just rent some kayaks for a couple of hours and go on the lake and come back. We had found the shop in um, Lakeside, Montana, and I could tell that there was one man who was working the shop, and he was around our our age and probably in his late 20s or so, and um, he had been very busy. You could tell that he's had a busy day, um, and he was trying to clean some of the kayaks, of course, with disinfectant um, spray to make sure that everything was still COVID appropriate. But you could tell that he was just kind of had had a long day and really hadn't had a lot of social interaction. So my two friends I was traveling with at the time, they had gone to change into some swimwear. And I um, was there just watching him clean the kayaks. And so I started just a general conversation with him asking, you know, how long he had lived in the area. Um, And he said he had actually recently moved to Oregon and was just getting to know this particular town. Um... And so, but we started talking about where we were originally from and he said, oh, I lived in Uganda for five years in my childhood. Um, And that kind of just 
sparked an interest in my mind asking him if he was potentially, um, if his family was a missionary family, if he was a missionary kid. And um, I asked him and he was like, yes. And immediately his demeanor changed completely. And he was, he had a large grin on his face and he was like, yes, like I lived there from the time I was eight to um, about 13 years old. And my parents were missionaries and we lived there to help spread news gospel. And we just started talking about, you know, our faith and coming together as Christians. And I could tell instantly that he was just so excited and truly had a heart for the Lord. And if I had not been there just to start a general conversation, we could have easily taken those kayaks, gone to the lake, brought them back and just said goodbye to him. And that was the end of the story. But um, I soon shared with him that one of my friends who was with me, that she was going actually into the mission mission field later that year. And so they were able to talk about some of their past mission work and experiences. And he actually offered to help us carry the kayaks down to the lake. He closed the shop, carried the kayaks with us down to the lake, um, and then told us to just call him and he would help bring them back up to us at the shop. And so we did, um, we had fun, went kayaking, but when we came back, we called him and he was like, do you all um, have any dinner plans? My roommate's family is in town and we are all going out to dinner at this restaurant right next door. Um, would y'all be interested in joining us? And we didn't really have any set plans or anything, but we were like, sure. And so we did. We were able to meet this wonderful Christian family from Oregon. Um, we had a, an incredible time just talking about how our lives differed from those who lived on the West Coast versus those of us who live on the East Coast and some of the similarities that we shared um, within our walks of faith. And it became one of these things where we um, instantly became friends with the shopkeeper as well as his roommate. In fact, we decided to all meet again for a rodeo show in the following evening with them. And that just added to our experience and understanding what Montana was like um, and how fun it could be uh, at the time. And the Lord really showed us a way to even enhance our trip just from simply saying, you know, investing in conversation with our kayak rental owner, shop owner. So I cannot thank him and just the way in which we were able to really connect just as believers of Christ together and how that truly made our trip better and for the better as part of that. So that's amazing. I think so many of us are afraid to have those conversations, but they can be absolutely so rewarding. Yes. Very much so. Is there anything else that you would like to address on the podcast? Um, sure. One of the things in particular um, that I just want to just be very clear on is the fact that traveling is a wonderful experience to learn more about this world and more about yourself. And you are often put into circumstances that you don't face on the day-to-day -day life. Um in which you are challenged in ways that you never anticipated to be challenged. Um, and you have to navigate certain areas of the world that you've never visited before. And unfortunately, you don't have access to Google Maps or the internet at times. And so um, those opportunities in being able to accept those challenges can often be um, 
enhanced just by simply the knowledge of what others have to share and speak. So do not be afraid to go ahead and approach other individuals. Now that's also to be said that I do understand I am a young female and I do travel with other people, but we we do have to be cognizant of the fact of our safety and our well-being. So also use discernment in terms of who you're looking to go and speak to at times. Um, But that some of the most beautiful moments that come from the travel experience are the small moments that you did not anticipate or that you did not plan. Um, And it's all part of the Lord's plan and his work for you while you are traveling. And so take advantage of those small moments. Um, If you are in trouble, it's okay to go and ask other people for help. Um, Of course, following, you know, the approaches to some of the social norms that are there, like for example, in certain countries, um, women have to be escorted by men where they go. So be respectful of that too, but um, don't be afraid to ask other people for help. And remember to always have an open mind. Traveling is always the best when it's able to show you more of this world and helping to change your perspective of this world. Um, so do not be afraid to be have your perception altered but make sure that it's still coming from consistent um, foundational truths, biblical truths, um, and understanding that, you know, the Lord works in many different ways. And so, but the foundation of your faith is the most important of them all. Um, so become more realistic of what this world has to offer, but also will understand that there are not always positive um, implications from the world to to have in your own life as well. Amen. That's that's a really good point. Um, one of the questions that I always ask our guests is, "What has been the biggest God moment in all of your travels?" <laughs> um, the biggest God moments usually come from the most spontaneous moments for me personally, and. Um, One of those was a few years ago, I was actually in Copenhagen, Denmark, um, traveling with a friend of mine from college um, and exploring the town for a a few days. And so we actually ran into an old friend of ours um, who was studying abroad in Copenhagen at the time. And so she invited us to go and explore some of her favorite parts and areas of the city. And one of them was this observation tower. Um, I believe it, it was on the University of Copenhagen's campus um, that they used for astronomy at, at times. In fact, all of the floors were slanted. There was no stairs. It was just this spiral slanted floor to bring up some of the heavy equipment to the top of this tower. But during the day, just general visitors can go and, and climb the tower to the top. And so we were just talking while we were up there and I started thinking, I was like, you know, geographically Copenhagen is actually quite close to Sweden. Um, and there was this huge river along the side and I was like, no, I highly doubt that that's Sweden over there. And so I go to our friend who was studying abroad there and I'm like, Hey, like what, you know, what area is that over there? And I pointed to the land across the river and she was like, Oh, that's Sweden. Um, you can get to, to it in 20 minutes from, from Denmark. And I was like, oh, that's incredible. She's like, yeah, all you have to do is take the train from the airport and it will take you to the closest town called Malmo, Sweden. 
And I looked at my friend who I was traveling with. We were supposed to leave that day and fly back to London that evening, but then the next morning fly back to America. And um, at the time, we only had about three hours until that flight to London left. But I was like, surely there's somehow some way we can make it there. And the Lord just worked his his wondrous glory and allowed us enough time to leave Copenhagen, stop at the airport, um, be able to go through customs in order to take the train to Sweden. And then we were only in Sweden for maybe 20 minutes. But in those 20 minutes, we were just walking around kind of near the train station area. And we were just taking photos and pictures. And these um, two guys who were around our age came up and asked if we wouldn't mind taking their photo and they would take a photo of us. And I said, yes, of course. And so we took photos and we just started chatting and I could tell they had American accents and they were like, yes, um, we are actually here for a public health conference in Copenhagen. We just came over to Sweden for the day. Um, we are studying at a university that literally was um, on the opposite side of the state that I was going to school at, um, and I was very familiar with that university. We had worked with the same professor that they were working with at the time. Um, we started realizing we just had all of these similarities um, amongst all of us, and so within 20 minutes, of us just being Sweden, God had shown us and we met two new friends, um, American friends who only lived about 200 miles away from each other, but we had to meet on the other side of the world um, and truly just was incredible in terms of what he did for us within those few minutes. And then us getting back to Copenhagen, um, we literally were the last ones to board our flight, but he if anything had gone wrong, we would have been in big trouble, but he certainly made the way in the avenue for us to be able to just go and explore even a new city, even if it was just for a few minutes. Um, and that has been one of my favorite travel memories of anything that I've experienced so far. Um, the Lord certainly met us where we were at and brought to us even good friends who were very similar in us in age, but also interests. And we truly were able to just have fun and truly just enjoy the spontaneous um, adventure that we were on. And I loved that. That's amazing. Um, did you connect with those individuals back in the States ever? Yes, I did. In fact, I was able to work on a project that they had done some data research on previously before. A couple years later, it was one of those things. It was just really funny um, because I didn't immediately connect back with them when I returned, but it wasn't until I was in grad school that I was working on a project that um, they too had worked on previously before. And I had recognized um, the professor's name that they had worked with. And I realized that they were the same too. Um, boys that we had met in Sweden that day. So That's that was crazy. a lot of fun. Yeah. Wow. God is so cool. He is. Well, Sarah, we have really enjoyed having you on the podcast. How can our listeners connect with you outside of this podcast? Of course. Well, please feel free to um, go on to thefaithfuladventurer.com 
all one word. Um, and that really is just a place where my travel journal is listed. It has some travel tips as well as some of my most recent trips and experiences I've had. It includes that trip to Copenhagen as well. And so these are just some short um, little inserts about what you can do while you're over there, but also how the Lord was able to meet us where we were at in each of those locations. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram at the faithful adventurer. And so that's the dot faithful dot adventure on Instagram. And then my email, I'm more than welcome to communicate with me by email at the faithful adventure at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for uh, sharing your story and just sharing how you've seen God work through so many people in so many different cultures. Course. Well, thank you so much for having me. Really have enjoyed it. Awesome. Well, Christian travelers, I hope that you have enjoyed listening to Sarah's story. I will put links to her Instagram and her website as well. Um, and in addition to that, if you want to find more podcasts about similar topics, I encourage you to listen to our episode 77, Blessings of Tourists with Cassie, and our episode 22, Sacred Sites with Kate Michelle. Um, in addition, if you are looking to book a trip for 2021, consider booking through us. But until next time, safe travels and God bless.